0: Up in McKinney. This is, according to Callus, this is episode 275 on a Tuesday, and we have some more thoughts on the city of McKinney's independent school district and their school board. All right. Now, I will say that uh, last Thursday, the episode that I put out on uh, Let's Talk About Tuesday probably spurred the most amount of downloads for a single episode in quite some time. So, perhaps this is going back to the well another time, perhaps this is just a natural expansion of the thoughts that I've developed when dealing with things, but <clears throat> failing that, it is online with the week of choices that we make and how the uh, elections coming up are going to make a difference in our lives. So locally, very few things have more impact than the local school board. The one I happen to reside in is McKinney. For a good number of years since I've been in uh, McKinney City of, I was in the neighboring school district. But now I'm back in McKinney ISD and I've been paying attention. I've been a little involved all the way back to 2019. And I will say that early on, I was enthusiastic and happy. I thought the school board had made some smart decisions on the exit from COVID and doing away with the mask nonsense and not forcing people to get the jab and just the general... Mood was as they were in the right direction. And in fact, they defended the Pledge of Allegiance for the students. Yes, I, I was encouraged. I thought we were perhaps on the right path. However, in the intervening several years, I have had the folly of that thought process brought to mind. None other than when my friend Chad Green got himself elected in 2021. And the year and a half that's followed has been nothing short than fascinating, ridiculous, and quite frankly, disappointing all at the same time. So I've got pre, or I'm sorry, uh, several primary takeaways, and I'm going to take a little time to color in why I think that, and then I'll give you kind of an encapsulation of how do we go forward. So they would be no vision, no direction, no solution, and quite frankly, no value. So, before I go any further, let me just remind you, if you want to help me and this show, you need to like, subscribe, comment, share this show. Put it out there. Let people know of the work that we are, well, that I am doing in McKinney, Collin County, Texas. I would love it to be shared wide and far because I think there's a lot that we can learn and take away from our little town of McKinney which is now over 200,000 and Collin County which is now over a million people and just how do we fight effectively against government tyranny and overreach but we have to do it with a cheerful attitude and we've got to be positive and keep moving forward and don't get beaten down by the losses that we're going to take and I mean, quite honestly, it's hard to be positive all the time. It's it's a challenge to look past defeats. But if you only dwell on your failures, you will never make the next move. So, here we go. No vision. Now, I say this knowing full well that there is probably a vision statement for McKinney ISD. In fact, I would say that the school district actually lost their vision. And why do I say that? Because we have gone from an A-rated school district to a B to an even lower B-rated school district. And we don't have a way forward. We don't know what we want to do. We we are so concerned about, I don't know. I don't know what they're concerned about. Because quite frankly, they don't put forth a coherent vision honestly i i'm sure it's there i'm sure i could go read something that is a bunch of platitudes strung together to encourage people to be happy with the status quo but that's just not the case i don't see it there is no inspirational vision let's re let's rekey that no inspirational vision okay I don't know what else I can say about that. If somebody disagrees with me, feel free to leave a comment. If somebody thinks that I'm missing something or I'm wrong, feel free to leave a comment. If not, let's go on. No direction. Okay. This one's a little easier to explain in the first, uh, let's see, I guess since about October of last year, I, I had gone between October and May Five different school board meetings. And since August, I think I've been to September and October school board meetings. Or I'm sorry. Excuse me. September and October's, <laughs> August and September school board meetings. I don't know why I kept stuck on October there. It's, you know, just now October. In any case, not impressed. They seem to spend far more time beating up on Chad Green. The one guy that doesn't go along with the status quo. The one guy that asks questions. The one guy that, quite frankly, is the sheep among the goats. Why do I say that? Because Chad came on board and he was quite clear. Look, we need to get back to an A-rated school district. We need to look at some different ways that we can um, apply what we're doing here. We need to find a way to better apply the STEM program in McKinney. We need to figure out a way to take advantage of the Collin College location that focuses on all those STEM things. But we don't. We don't have a plan and there's no way forward. The school district or the school board, if you prefer, has spent an enormous amount of time going after Chad Green. They've spent an enormous amount of time creating division by refusing to address a few simple concerns that parents have been bringing to their attention for the better part of a year. Now, look, there are solutions there that may not be perfect, that may not make everybody happy, but they won't even deal with those. In fact, it seems to me that the entire school board is nothing more, with the exception of Chad Green, nothing more than a rubber stamp to whatever it is the superintendent wants. When the last time I looked, the school board is supposed to set the policy, the direction, the vision, and move forward, and the superintendent works for them, and it is his job to carry out the tasks at hand. And case in point to this, the school district does work hand-in-hand with the city council. And it's sad, but we have the representative of the city council shows up at least twice that I've been... present for, to come in and speak more platitudes about how we should be just so happy with the school board and the school district the way it is, and we shouldn't demand more or suspect anything more, and those that dare question it aren't worthy of the time of day. And if you think I'm not being fair, well, you know, it's my show. I get to do that. The fact of the matter is whether it's 10% or 49%, You don't get to ignore people in your community because they're not a majority. We have heard time and time again how we're supposed to respect minority rights. Well, what's the smallest minority? Oh, that's right, the individual. And after that... So, the school board, the school district has chosen to be divisive. They have chosen to not solve problems. They've chosen not to address things that are honestly, in my opinion, quite simple to deal with. And I think it's because they have no direction. Now, if I were to be unfair, I would put that all on the shoulders of Amy Dankel. She's the president. She just got reelected as the president. You would think that she has both a vision and a direction. She wants to take things. But if she does, I haven't seen it. I'm not convinced Sadly, I think she's far more concerned about punishing Chad Green or running Chad Green off than actually doing the job she ought to be doing. In fact, when you have somebody on your school board or any board or even a city council that doesn't go along with the flow and is asking questions and you outvote them, then what's done is done. You move forward. But you should at least listen to the concerns. At least answer the questions. At least be prepared to have a discussion. This is not supposed to be some go along, get along, one person had an idea and we just march in lockstep and everybody does the same thing. Nobody wants that. Now, the, the folks on the left, they accuse Republicans of all being a bunch of Trumpsters and they're blind and they follow him. I don't think that's a fair analogy, but okay, even if that's true, the same could be the same or the same could be said about the Democrats. They're all in lockstep. Whether it's behind the resident-in-chief, Sleepy Creepy Joe, or Beto or Beto. These guys are clueless. They're weighing over their head and we're supposed to acknowledge them as the leaders and that they're supposed to be worthy of our time, energy, and trust? I'm sorry, I just don't see it. And one more thing on the idea of no direction. This has become self evident so far that the Beto clan has left this school district, and the last last one standing here has created a nonpartisan political action committee to do whatever. Well, if they were doing such a great job and they had a vision and a direction, would we really need some faux peck to step in? And lead the charge. In fact, I suspect that the Democrat activist Bado is using all of her chips to try and fight back against some people that are questioning the status quo. One wonders why. What are they trying to hide? And I have no dislike of this lady. I've met her several times. I think she's pleasant to me. And I know plenty of other Democrat activists or plain-jane Democrats that I can get along with just fine. So this has nothing to do with a personal assault or attack. It's policy. And I'd like to know what the policy is. It appears to be we're going to defend things that are not worthy of being defended. It appears that the task is to defend the school board that's not doing the job that they were hired to do or voted in to do. It appears that they're to provide cover for bad actions I mean I could be wrong and if you disagree or you think I'm out of line here leave a comment if not let's carry on the third thing the McKinney ISD school board seems to have no solutions none there is an ongoing discussion about inappropriate books and it's almost a year later, and we still don't have a solution. Even if it was a mediocre solution, it would be a solution, but we don't have that. They are defending, and quite frankly, in my opinion, lying, saying that there's no CRT or social-emotional learning going on in the school district, which the state has said you can't do, but clearly the evidence suggests otherwise, and they haven't offered a solution on how to rein this in, or how to fix this. And my problem is, I actually don't have a problem with revisionist history. I think revisionist history can be appropriate. But if we don't even teach our students, our young people, the history as understood, the the primary history to where they understand it and potentially learn from it, what business do we have teaching them a revisionist history? You first have to master the basic level stuff before you can move on to things that contradict or question the narrative. That's something most often handled in college. That's something most often handled in AP classes or higher level classes. We need to actually get students that understand the three R's, right? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Then if they can focus on history And higher level uh, thinking skills. Great. But. Again. Where are the solutions? In fact it is my understanding that. The. I want to be very careful how I say this. The bureaucracy. That actually runs the school district. Being a bloated monstrosity. Of bodies that don't actually teach students anything, excel on the idea that there's really nothing to hold them accountable for because there aren't a full set of policies and procedures in place because that only seeks to protect the bureaucracy as it is. And if we were to actually put forth policies and procedures on how these things should work, there would be something to hold them accountable to or for. In fact, there's a hodgepodge mess of things from both the state and the Fed level that are put upon them that they have to accommodate to continue to get the extra money that barely causes the school district to break even because the people that are there are existing only to get additional funds. Nobody's looked at the idea of, are we getting results? We spend more money now, even adjusted for inflation than we've ever spent And our students come out subpar. Our school district ranks a lower B. How does that happen? Where's the solution? Could we maybe look at doing something a little bit differently than what we're currently doing? Now, the school board says no. We're just going to continue to let the people that are here do what they've been doing, which isn't working or is failing or getting worse. And because one member of the school board dares to question the narrative, No, we're going to spend all of our time going after him. We're going to dream up a list of accusations that can't be substantiated and really, quite frankly, have no weight anyway to try and run him off. Now, fortunately, Chad Green's made of tougher stuff than the rest of the school board. Fortunately, Chad Green was not co-opted like the two other guys that were elected at the same time that he was. And, you know, I had high hopes for them. I've met Larry. I like Larry. I, I suspected that he was going to have different political views than I did, but he at least portrayed the idea that he was open to different ideas, that he wanted to reform some things. And to the best of my knowledge, he has not done any of that. He's just gone al- along with what's going on. He's just gotten on the train. And then of course, there's Harvey Oaxaca. Now you can't hate on Harvey. He's put in his time. He's done a great job for the school district up until the point that he was elected. And now that he's there, he serves largely as a rubber stamp. I've heard him ask a couple of questions here and there. I've, I've heard him, you know, even step outside of the narrative on at least one occasion. I don't remember the specifics of it, but I do remember the kind of nasty look he got from the president of the school board. But he's interested in one thing. Going along to get along, in my humble opinion. And that doesn't serve anybody well. Now, I understand when he was a principal or a vice principal or a teacher, that was his job. He had to do it. That was what was necessary in order to be successful. I get it. But you're not. You're part of the leadership team now. If you're not willing to stick your neck out for something now, why bother? The same could be said for Larry. And I had high hopes for both of these guys but they've been co-opted. That's the only way I can explain it. And that's my opinion because it's my show and I can do that. I don't have any evidence. I don't need any other evidence other than they don't do anything that questions anything. And again, like I said, I've met both of them. They're both gracious, nice people. I enjoy speaking to you. both of them when I've had the opportunity, I don't hate on them. I don't dislike them personally, I'm just really disappointed with the performance. That pivots on to point four, no value. I really don't see the value we're getting out of the school district or the school board at this point. Now, I have on record, and I stand by this. In my perfect world, there would be no such thing as government schools. I think government schools are detrimental to good citizenship, and to a good, liberty-loving society. But we don't live in a perfect world. We live in the world as it is today. And in the world as it is today, the vast majority of students will go through some form of governmental education. So it becomes incumbent upon me to make sure that they get the best education that they possibly can. Even if I'm not a candidate, I'm not on a board, just watching and observing and interacting. It's my job to advocate that these students get what we're all paying for. And I don't think we're getting it. I, I think, the honestly, at this point, the school board adds nothing. Even with Chad Green, it's six to one. And they just rubber stamp whatever the superintendent wants. Now, it's my understanding the superintendent's on his swan song year, and I'm sure he doesn't really give a flip. He's cashed out, he's got his retirement, and he's just marking time. So he has zero vested interest on what happens after he's gone. But I do, and I'd like to know, are we recruiting a new superintendent? Are we looking beyond what's currently in the school district? Because I'm fairly certain we have not thought ahead And groomed, whoa, that's maybe not the best word to use. Hmm. We have not prepared somebody to take over once the superintendent is gone. Oh, I'm sure we've got a couple of vice or assistant superintendents. Uh, I've heard a name of somebody that's in charge of HR that might be the, well, I'm sorry. Uh, For those of you in HR, don't take this the wrong way. But not no, but heck no. Heck no. No. You're more concerned about T's being crossed and I's being dotted and not offending people than getting a job done. I have zero interest for most people that are in a bureaucracy that serve in the HR department. Sorry, no. You might be awesome in HR. In fact, you might do a great job in protecting the company and doing all that stuff, but to put you in the top dog seat and make sure that you are in charge of everything, I'm thinking you're going to be a little too hesitant you're going to be a little too concerned about things that, as the big dog, shouldn't be your primary concern. Just because, well, let let me give you a military analogy. Just because you're an excellent XO does not make you a good CO, which would be the executive officer versus a commanding officer. And sometimes people that are excellent executive officers when they're put in to being a commanding officer understand that "Ah, maybe this isn't what i want and they seek to be an executive officer somewhere else of course that's just my guess i don't know i'm speculating here but the two work together they're supposed to be a team they're supposed to ensure that they have a good chain of command and a good flow and progress and that they are accomplishing what they set out to do That means that they have a vision, they're working towards the direction and they have solutions to problems of which our school board, our leadership doesn't seem to have any. So I ask you, are we going to bring somebody else in, somebody outside of the district to come in and maybe look at how do we best revamp and recover from the slow decline that has been the last several years of the school district? That's a good question. I'd like to know. Are they going to be willing to do that? Or do they feel like they're obligated to just push the next person up in the chain? Maybe that person's not ready. Maybe that person will never be ready. Maybe that person isn't qualified. I don't know. In, you know, <laughs> I hate to say this. As somebody that actually did look at going into education years ago, when the first question I'm given is what sport do you coach? That does not breed a lot of confidence. When you're going to teach history or you're going to teach political science, or for me, I was trying to angle into doing the combined social studies, when the first question you're asked at multiple school districts is, well, tell me, what sport do you coach? What? What? I'm sorry, I was looking to teach students how to think and how to process and how to understand government around them and, I don't know, understand what's happened for the last couple thousand years in the greater context of the day we live in. What in the world does it have to do with what sport do I want to coach or do I have experience in coaching? If you want to hire somebody to coach your football team, hire a freaking coach. If you want somebody to teach courses, they should teach the courses not teach volleyball How are we doing our students a good service when we're looking to hire coaches that can also teach Curious if somebody's going to uh teach band do they ask them well let's you know uh Do you also know how to do metalworking What? No, I band directors play instruments and they teach band and or orchestra. I mean, it's like asking a drama teacher. Well, do you also do woodworking? No. Now, I know. Look, there's only so many male teachers. And the assumption is if you're a male teacher that you probably play a sport and that you ought to coach a sport. Well, that's great. But what if you're not? I'm sorry. If you're in a high school and you've got, I don't know, 90% ladies teaching, you ever wonder why young men have a hard time learning? Well, we're going to go off on a tangent here, but if you cater the entire school district to teaching young girls how to learn, what do you think happens to those young men? I'm just saying. Now, is this directly related? No, but this is something that ought to be considered. This is something that, you know, we can't pretend doesn't exist, but we do because we don't solve the simple problems in front of us. Why would we dare consider something that's a little more vexing or a little more challenging? As you may recall, I've told you, there are three long-term members of the school board that are up for re-election. All three have drawn candidates to run against them. All three candidates running against them, I've met. They all three have strong points and weak points, and they're all three kind of, let's call them neophytes to the political scene. Not a bad thing. I have great confidence that they're willing to discuss things that are beyond the realm of what our current school board does. I have great confidence that they're willing to consider that everything that's being done isn't the way it needs to be done. And I have even greater confidence that perhaps, I don't know, a change of face or two, we might have some innovative ideas get discussed or put forth in the school district. But you out there in listening to this, you have an opportunity to determine, do we want to keep doing what we've been doing, which has led to a slow decline? Do we want to consider to follow the status quo as the right way to do things? Or do we want to, I don't know, take the initiative, try something different, put in some different people with some different backgrounds that have, I don't know, some different thoughts on how things might be done. Maybe people that'll remind the superintendent, whoever that person may be, that they actually work for the school board, not the other way around. And it's pretty sad in a neighboring school district that one of the school board members has to remind the superintendent that, yes, you may not work for me 100%, but I am 25% of you keeping your job. How sad is it that it comes to that? How sad is it that we have such an arrogant bureaucratic situation where a guy that works for an organization basically tells him, I don't have to listen to you. I can do what I want. And I suspect that's the same pretty much every school district that has a superintendent that is treated like a perfumed prince by the school board. The school board was elected to represent the people that are actually living in the district and paying an enormous amount of money to have the next generation educated. And when the superintendent and all the people underneath him or her choose to disavow the directives they get from the school board, choose to do their own thing without feeling like they have to report or explain themselves, when they bloat their own bureaucracy, expending huge sums of money on things that are not actually educating the next generation, how do we fix that? Well, it starts with the school board. You have to win the school board and then you have to look at what do we do to fix this? And I'll tell you, all the surrounding school districts in McKinney, let me rephrase it, all the surrounding school districts in Collin County, surrounding McKinney, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to look forward and say, What's good enough isn't good enough anymore. We need to do better. We need to look at how can we do better. And we can't do that if we're afraid of some bureaucratic person that works for us. And I would suggest to you that we need to be willing to take just a little bit of risk. Because as another elected official said, Yes, we're supposed to put aside our divisiveness. We're supposed to put aside our political aspirations for our children. We're supposed to look forward to our children. And how do we give them the best opportunity we can? And sometimes that means you got to check that R or the D at the door. Yeah, I agree. But the problem is nobody does. So that means we have to fight fire with fire. That means we have to get in there and do what we got to do. Which is what's best for our children, for the next generation. We gotta quit pretending that this is a Marcus to Queensberry fight. We gotta quit pretending that all is okay. We gotta quit pretending that there's nothing wrong when there clearly is. And it's not just in McKinney ISD, it's pretty much everywhere in the state. We need to get off our butts and do something about it. And in McKinney, we're fortunate, we have three people running for school board. In Princeton, the next town over, we got another guy running for school board. In Frisco ISD, they took two of the three seats, and I'm confident they're going to have a couple of more good candidates come down the pike for the next election cycle. And in Prosper, they got to throw some of those bums out. And that superintendent shouldn't have a job, but apparently the school board forgets that the superintendent works for them and refuses to do what they need to do. In Lovejoy School District, and Plano School District, we can fix a lot of our problems if we'll just... Quit ignoring the problem. McKinney ISD is just a symptom. What goes on in your school districts, just a symptom. But we have to be willing to engage and we have to be willing to do the work to fix the problems that are there, which includes coming up with a vision of what do we want, having a direction of how we're going to get there actually discussing probable solutions and acknowledging problems that need solutions and thus bringing back the value of the school board. And with that, this was According to Callus. This was episode 275 coming out on Tuesday, October the 4th. And with that, I will see you on the other side.